Hello, my name is Nick, and today is day two of the 90-day challenge. This week, we are establishing the foundations of the discipleship pathway in order to grow in lifestyles of worship, community, and mission by the end of these 90 days. As we begin, let's take a pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God. God, as we approach your word, help us to remember that you want to speak with us. As we listen to today's reflection, help us to learn what it means to be your disciple. As we seek to create new habits, help us to remember that your grace is sufficient for us when we inevitably fall short. Take a few moments to add your own prayers or continue to sit in the presence of God. The Great Commission from Matthew 28:19-20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. As followers of Jesus, we are commissioned to make disciples, which begs the question, what is a disciple? The word disciple means learner. And it comes from the Jewish culture where scriptures had authority over all aspects of life. In this culture, rabbis were the teachers who had been given the authoritative role to interpret God's word for the living of a righteous life, defining what behavior would or would not please God. Rabbis, in turn, allowed a select few to become their disciples, young men who agreed to totally submit to the rabbi's authority in all areas of interpreting the scriptures for his life. The relationship between a rabbi and a disciple was not a classroom-driven experience between a teacher and a student. Rather, there was no curriculum or agenda for this multi-year discipling experience. It was an ongoing relationship, relational living experience, where the rabbi and disciple would ask questions and discuss issues or aspects of life that arose from daily living. The emphasis was always on behavior formation, not just the imparting of wisdom and interpretive information. The rabbis concentrated on developing discernment in the mind of the disciple, not the imparting of how-to formulas. This is the context of the Great Commission and how we are to be the disciples and make disciples. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, we see Jesus call his first disciples. This was a break from the normal pattern of discipleship in which a potential disciple would pursue the rabbi of their choice and work to be selected. Jesus does the exact opposite. He, as the rabbi, goes and pursues potential disciples who may not even know who Jesus is at the time, let alone desire to follow him. Matthew 4, 18-20 says, One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people and they left their nuts at once and followed him. The words Jesus spoke here are so important. Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. This is a rabbi inviting someone to be his disciple, to follow him, learn to be like him, and then in turn help others be like him too, fish for people. What's remarkable about this isn't that it isn't just any rabbi. This is Jesus. God incarnate inviting humans into a relationship with himself to 
to learn how to be like him, to be disciples, and in turn help others become disciples of Jesus too. Think about that. It should lead us to be in awe and worship him for such a wonderful gift and opportunity. What's more is that after Jesus' death and resurrection, he commissioned his disciples to go and do the same thing he did. He instructed them to go and make disciples of all nations. All people, men and women, young and old, rich and poor, there is no one who cannot become a disciple of Jesus. The last part bears repeating, we are making disciples of Jesus, not ourselves or someone else. Jesus is the great rabbi and we are all his disciples. Everything we talk about in the 90-day challenge and the discipleship pathway centers on this reality. We are disciples of Jesus. Pastor and author Eugene Peterson said, Christian discipleship is a decision to walk in Jesus' ways, steadily and firmly, and finding that the way integrates all our interests, passions, and gifts, our human needs, and eternal aspirations. It is the way of life we are created for. This makes sense, especially in view of Genesis 1.27 that says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. We were made in the image of God, created to be like him. When humanity fell away from this high call, God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, not only to save us, but to help recreate in us a new heart, new mind, and new way of living that reflects who he is. We were made to be like Jesus, and the process of becoming like Jesus each and every day of our life is discipleship. Discipleship is about following Jesus and then re-following him every day. It's highly relational through a vertical relationship with Jesus and horizontal relationships with other disciples of Jesus. Pastor and author A.W. Tozer put it this way, only a disciple can make a disciple. It's why Jesus spent three years teaching the first disciples to behave and discern like him. The first disciples learned how to act and think like Jesus before they could help others learn to know follow, and become like Jesus. We too believe discipleship is highly relational and why we emphasize even for this 90-day challenge the importance of doing this with others. In an effort to have common language and practices in the process of discipleship, we created a tool called Discipleship Pathway that is designed to help form in us the three key lifestyles of a disciple, worship, community, and mission. Deception Pathway is a framework to help people understand practically what it could look like to follow Jesus in everyday life, in any season, in any place, with anyone. It's a simple tool that helps give potential next steps to anyone looking to become and live more like Jesus. Deception Pathway is composed of 12 ongoing actions that build into six habits that in turn lead to living the three lifestyles of worship, community, and mission. Furthermore, learning and living the Sepsha pathway involves what we call the how, hearing from God, obeying God with others. We believe that developing lifestyles of worship, community, and mission is best done by asking God how he is leading you to take a step of obedience and doing so alongside other disciples. The next two days will be focused on the how, hearing and obeying with others. 
I encourage you to learn more about Deception Pathway at deceptionpathway.org. It is one of two primary tools we will regularly utilize over the next 90 days. In fact, I encourage you to add the site as a bookmark in your web browser or add a quick link icon of it to your mobile device home screen for quick and easy access. You may also want to find the Pathway Disk image on the site and save it to your phone images for offline viewing. In addition to the Sepsha Pathway tool, the second tool we'll utilize is the LiveSent tool designed to help us be intentional about living the lifestyle of mission actions of the Sepsha Pathway. There'll be much more on both of these in the weeks to come, so don't worry if this feels like a lot of information today. This is day two, and we are just starting to help familiarize some of the language you'll be hearing in the coming days and weeks. As a next step for today, visit SepshaPathway.org and explore a little more. Let us close together in prayer. Heavenly Father, you sent your son Jesus not only to save me, but to show me how to live in this world. Help me to learn to live as Jesus lived. Holy Spirit, teach me to discern and behave as Jesus did. Help me be a true disciple of Jesus. Take a few moments to add your own prayers or continue to sit in the presence of God. As we take these reflections into the coming day, let us not forget that Jesus died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. Father, help me to live as your child, secure in your love. Jesus, help me to live as you did, loving God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Spirit, help me to live in the power of God, forsaking self-reliance, putting all my hope in you. Amen.